0: The word of God for the people of God. to God. Thank you, Emily and Hoskins family for helping out today. Will you pray with me? Holy God, send your spirit upon us, that as your scripture has been read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what it is you have to say to us this day There'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting and caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. Sing with me. It's the most wonderful time. It's the most wonderful time. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Do you feel like that? Yeah, the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, man, that song, when it starts, can you imagine it, the Andy Williams song? It starts out loud, big band music, abrupt, da-da-da-da-da. Every time I hear it, I swear I kind of jump out of my skin a little bit. It's the most wonderful time of the year. So happy Advent. This is the church's liturgical season of expecting the Messiah to come. For the next four weeks, we'll light candles, we'll sing songs that echo Israel's groaning, Come, thou long-expected Jesus, come to set your people free. And it is wonderful. It's wonderful. Right? For many of us, it is. This is a time for all sorts of things. There's all sorts of amazing music. We give and get presents. There are decorations and lights. Lots of time with family. Anticipation. And I love all of it. I'm here for it. I love Christmas time. I love buying presents. I love putting up garland with lights. I love making Jimbo put up lights on the roof because he loves that. <laughs> I love driving around and looking at all the displays in the neighborhood of lights on the houses. I really just love all of it. But there is a darker side to our celebrations. So last night, at the Dillon House, before decorating our tree, we watched the beloved Christmas classic, Krampus. Yeah? Raise your hand if you love it. Just kidding. So yeah, I I mean, we did watch it, Um, but it is a holiday horror movie made in 2015. It's about Krampus. I do confess, this is something you need to know about your pastor, I do love a good horror movie. Not too gross, but I love, especially if it's cheesy, I'm all about it. We hadn't seen Krampus before, so we decided to watch it. It is a movie based on the legendary figure of folklore, Krampus. A beast that in some folklore um, travels with Santa to punish naughty children. Or, as explained in the movie Krampus, the shadow side of Santa. The movie is, like most Christmas movies, a search for what Christmas is really all about. Just in kind of a violent and gory way. I will offer no spoilers, just in case you want to add Krampus to your holiday-watching list. But I want to share with you the very opening montage to the song, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. The scene is a mall with crowds of angry people knocking over salespersons and each other fighting to grab the last sale item or the most you know hottest gift of the season running credit cards with wild abandon hurrying and shoving and there's not one happy face to be found and actually Having gone to an overstuffed and very crowded Hobby Lobby earlier in the day, I found this scene to be much more real than Hollywood fiction. So, the most wonderful time of the year, when people are stressing themselves out to make the perfect holiday, when so many are lonely And the season seems to glorify parties and gatherings and magical connections. When there are those that are so hungry, they would love to feast on the leftovers we let go bad in the fridge. Or when some freeze under cardboard on the sidewalk. I drive up Broadway every day and I saw a few today while some of us in our homes crank up the furnace. The thing is, the season of Advent actually never begins with wonder or happiness. Advent, this holy season of the church, reflects the struggle of the people of Israel in their ultimate suffering. Exile, disconnection from families, from land, from freedom. Often early in Advent, we hear prophecies from Isaiah, who represented some of the most Desperate times of the ancient Jewish people. From Isaiah 64, oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, so that the mountains would quake at your presence, as when fire kindles brushwood and fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to our adversaries, so that the nations might tremble at your presence. We have all become like one who was unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like filthy cloth. We all fade. Like a leaf in our iniquities, like the wind, take us away. There is no one who calls on your name or attempts to take hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us into the land and hand of our iniquity. These are the words of a desperate people. Through Advent, we remember that God's people have survived struggle, have been in the depths of despair, and all that got them through was the tiniest glimmer of a promise. And in our scripture today that Emily read for us, the prophet Jeremiah repeats that promise, that tiny little hope that someday the people will be saved, someday the world will be righted, someday the hungry will be fed, and the cold will be warmed, and the light will overcome the darkness, that out of the stump, the stump that the people of Israel thought they were, this old dead thing, Out of that will emerge something beautiful and living, a tree of justice that will shelter all the land. Because Advent is about hope, it's about waiting in expectation for God to make it right. But Advent is also about knowing that it hasn't happened yet. And that's where the good news can be for those of us that don't find this the most wonderful time of the year. The Advent study that I'll be leading this month is on this book. It's called The Heart That Grew Three Sizes by Matt Raleigh. It's about finding faith in the story of the Grinch I'll be leading this on Wednesday nights at 5 15. If you want to join me, let me know. The author shares that actually, the story about the Grinch, written by Dr. Seuss, he shares this about the origins of the Grinch. The character was based on Dr. Seuss's own frustrations with the commercialization of the Christmas holiday and his own sadness over his wife Helen's failing health. Who among us doesn't understand that struggle or something very similar to it? Now, in the story that Dr. Seuss tells, he never says why the Grinch hates Christmas, just that he does, and he's out to destroy it. We learn how the Grinch steals Christmas, but we never know the why. Of course, some of the more recent versions of How the Grinch Stole Christmas try to answer that question with different backstories. But all Dr. Seuss actually offers us is two tight shoes or undergrown hearts. But, whatever the reason, his heart or his shoes, he stood there on Christmas hating the Who's. Staring down from his cave with a sour, grinchy frown at the warm-lighted windows below in their town, for he knew every Who down in Whoville beneath was busy now hanging a mistletoe wreath. And they're hanging their stockings, he snarled with a sneer. Tomorrow is Christmas. It's practically here. Then he growled with his Grinch fingers, nervously drumming, I must find some way to stop Christmas from coming. So we never know why. And it keeps us wondering, right? The why is important. We all have our whys. Why we love a certain thing, why we hate it. Why we act a certain way, why we don't. Just like it's important for us to remember the why of Advent. Why did the people need hope? And it's important for us to remember that Advent doesn't come at us like a loud, big-band intro. Instead, it arrives tentatively, weary from the weight of the suffering of the world, almost ready to give up. But willing, it supposes, to offer its itty-bitty seed of hope. And with the love and nurture of God, we have the opportunity to receive it, and we pray that it can grow into love and joy and peace. And maybe this Advent we do that by sharing a kind word or donating food and toys to those in need by reaching out a caring hand or inviting somebody over for dinner, embracing a new friend in warmth. And maybe through all of those things, we can make this the most wonderful time of the year. I pray these have been the words of the Lord for us this day. Amen. I invite.